This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Markets eye USDA reports. Trump, big win for U.S. ag. Relocation search finds no clear winner. And GE Wheat found. All eyes on USDA. Traders and farmers will have their eyes on the USDA as it provides fresh estimates on this historically slow corn belt planting season this afternoon. Last Monday's crop progress report showed that only 67% of the expected corn crop had been planted at that point. Planting likely sped up in the ensuing days, but the economic benefits of planting corn are quickly dissipating. Insurance coverage levels have been dropping 1% a day. Tomorrow, USDA will release its June supply and demand estimates. Analysts expect USDA to cut its estimate of corn production this year to 14.3 billion bushels from the 15 billion forecast in May. And by the way, the U.S. has the second wettest month on record in May, that according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. This past year has now been the wettest 12 months on record. Trump claims big boost coming in Mexican sales. President Trump claimed on Twitter yesterday that his immigration enforcement deal with Mexico was a big win for U.S. ag exports. In a tweet, the president said, Mexico has agreed to immediately begin buying large quantities of agriculture product from our great patriot farmers. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue backed up Trump, saying he had insisted that U.S. farmers have better access to Mexican markets. Mexican ambassador to the U.S., Martha Barcina Coqui, was pressed on CBS Face the Nation as to whether Mexico had in fact agreed to increase imports as a part of the deal. She never directly answered the question, instead saying that trade was going to increase as a result of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade pact. But she went on to say that she was absolutely certain that the trade in agriculture goods could increase dramatically in the next few months. No clear winner among ERS NIFA sites. A decision about where to relocate two USDA research agencies is now in the hands of Secretary Purdue after visits to each of the sites turned up no clear winner. That's according to notes obtained by AgriPulse of a recent briefing USDA officials held for union representatives of Economic Research Service employees. The officials didn't disclose the economic incentives that each of the locations are offering, but said that USDA lawyers are evaluating them. During the meeting, senior USDA officials led by Scott Hutchins, the Deputy Undersecretary for Research, Education and Economics, outlined various pros and cons with each of the sites. Kansas City, the Raleigh-Durham area, Indianapolis, and West Lafayette, Indiana. Hutchins told ERS union representatives that all of the sites had equal merit and all had drawbacks that could be mitigated. Among the pros and cons, Kansas City had the lowest cost of living and existing federal infrastructure, but that site is the farthest from land-grant universities and from USDA. USDA officials also were told that schools in some Kansas City suburbs are better than the D.C. region. Raleigh-Durham is closest to D.C., but its cost of living is rising. Indiana is a business-friendly state, but Indianapolis doesn't have optimal facilities, and West Lafayette has no direct air service to D.C. 
Now, keep in mind, employees of the second agency involved in the relocation plan, the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, will vote tomorrow on whether to unionize. ERS voted overwhelmingly to do so last month. Purdue to Southern Farmers, don't torpedo USMCA. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is trying to tamp down some of the anger coming from southern fruit and vegetable farmers after U.S. negotiators failed to protect them from Mexican competition in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. I plead with them not to try to torpedo USMCA, Purdue told reporters during a trip through Florida and Georgia on Friday. Southern Tomato, Blueberry, and other producers desperately wanted USMCA to include a seasonality provision to make it easier for U.S. produce farmers to file anti-dumping cases against Mexican exporters who they claim are flooding the U.S. market with product at below market prices. Purdue stressed that both he and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer fought to include the provision in USMCA, but were unsuccessful, and it was cut near the end of the talks. Purdue said, many people are acting as if they lost something. They haven't lost anything. We were just not able to get it across the finish line to help them. EPA gets input on ESA regulation. EPA's latest attempt to streamline, critics would say short-circuit, the Endangered Species Act consultation process with regard to pesticides is the subject of a public hearing today. Industry and environmental representatives are expected to testify, with the former arguing that EPA's recently released draft documents provide a solid basis for determining when the agency should consult with federal wildlife agencies on the effect of pesticides on listed species. Environmentalists likely will argue that EPA is looking for any way possible to avoid having to consult with the Fish and Wildlife Service or National Marine Fisheries Service. As Agripol Steve Davis wrote last month, neither FWS nor NFMS has signed off on the EPA document, suggesting there may be differences over whether EPA is on the right track. USDA announces unauthorized GE wheat. USDA disclosed Friday evening that some Roundup-resistant wheat plants have been discovered and growing in an unplanted field in Washington state. There is no genetically engineered wheat approved for the market. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service tightened its oversight of GE wheat trials after earlier detections of biotech wheat plants. The agency said in the initial version of a statement Friday that the latest detection was the result of events that occurred before those regulatory changes were made. That sentence was later removed from the statement. The wheat never entered the food supply, according to the agency. Klobuchar Vilsack email cited in Trump defense. An outraged email that Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota sent to then-Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack in the final days of the Obama administration is being cited as evidence that the Trump administration was on firm ground when it reconsidered an environmental decision in her home state. In a column headlined, A Democrat Deflates a Trump Scandal, Columbus Kimberly Strassel said Klobuchar's email shows that the Obama administration's decision to deny the renewal of some mineral leases was a perversion of policy and law done to appease green donors. 
In the email, which was also obtained by AgriPulse, Klobuchar complained that she had never received answers to questions she had asked the Obama administration officials about the issue. The most likely reason I did not get answers to my questions is why we have the Trump administration to begin with, she said. Vilsack forwarded the email to other USDA officials to address warning them, as expected, one unhappy senator. And here's today's She Said It. When you guys leave and are out talking about a job message for rural America, I will be left with the mess and dealing with the actual jobs. But you guys sure got a good story in the New York Times. That from the Klobuchar email. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 10th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.